More with Joe Kissel on taking control of macOS Sonoma. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices Magazine, our free magazine on Flipboard and on the web. Want to cut through all the noise and find out what you can do with your Apple gear? Mac Voices Magazine focuses on just that, aggregating the best how-to articles and information. Get it by searching for Mac Voices in the Flipboard app or visiting macvoices.com magazine. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we wrap up our conversation with Joe Kissel, the author of Take Control of Mac OS Sonoma. As Joe examines certain specific aspects of Sonoma, a couple little pain points he found that you should be aware of, and more. Let's go back and let Joe do the talking. So what else? I mean, there we've all been paying attention to all the all the tech uh, sites write ups of all the new Sonoma features and everything. Anything exciting yeah. you? To, to to be brutally honest, can can I be brutally honest with you? Of course. <laughs> to, to to be for me for me, Sonoma is boring. It's really boring. There are like a few things that I'm kind of like, oh, that's that's all right. That'll be that'll be slightly helpful, and a few things are like, ah, that's kind of annoying. But every every time there is a, a WWDC keynote, and Apple's like, oh boy, hey world, you will not believe how we are going to knock your socks off with this amazing new feature. This is going to revolutionize your life. You're going to be so happy. You're going to love this. It's stickers. It's you know, <laughs> it's. <laughs> animations when you do stuff like this uh i don't have them turned on on this mac so we're good but but you know this is apple apple is like all about okay so there's this there's this thing in messages where if you're in a messages thread with like a bunch of other people and they've been furiously you know messaging you back and forth and you you open up your your messages app on your phone or on your mac or whatever and you're like oh well i've missed 100 messages but it's scrolled to the most recent one. How do I get back to the last, you know, the first unread message? Well, there's an icon you can click now. And I'm thinking, who uses messages like that? I have never, like, I might have, I don't think I have ever had so many unread messages that they've even scrolled off the screen. I get a message, I read it. Like, I don't, I don't use messages like that. I never, I never have a, I never have messages debt and I don't care about animations in the background when I'm talking to somebody on FaceTime. And I definitely don't care about more stupid stickers. So like all these things that Apple is touting as being like, everybody wants this. You're going to want to install this on day one because this kind of stuff. I'm like, really? Really? No, I, uh, so I, I guess I am no longer the, the target audience for the, uh, for most of Mac OS, which is weird to me, but a lot of the things that Apple is adding just, okay. Widgets, you can put widgets on your desktop now and okay. But, but Apple, Apple, can we talk my Mac? has windows open 
all over the screen all the time. I've got 20 different overlapping windows because you know what? Windows are where I do stuff. I've got a web browser. I've got an email client. I've got a word processor. I've got, I've got stuff. I don't, you can't possibly make a display big enough to hold all the windows I want to have open at one time. That's what I use the Mac for is the stuff that's in the windows, the apps and the files and things. I, I don't spend a lot of time just contemplating the Zen of an empty desktop. Like it's never, so that to me seems like the worst place to put, if I want an app, then I'll open it. So now there are all these like fancy things you gotta do so that when you, like, when you click your desktop, everything slides out of the way so that you can see your widgets because the widgets are the most important thing. I'm like, but no, widgets are literally never the most important thing to me. I like them in notification center where they're out of the way and they don't pop in unless I ask for them. I, I need to get work done. I want my actual windows to, to take prominence and not, not, not the little, you know, gimmicky stuff. So, so when I was writing this book, there was kind of a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, uh, I have to make this sound, you know, somewhat interesting, but honestly, I don't care. In fact, for me, this is a step backwards in usefulness and productivity. You've gone out of your way to call attention to the thing that is the least useful to me. So like, there's just, there's a lot of that for me in Sonoma. And I'm just like, I'm looking over my list because, hey, I've got multiple windows over. Uh, I'm looking over my list here of new stuff in Sonoma and oh, okay. Yeah. So, so like another, another thing, like it, you can tear, turn any uh, web page in Safari into an app. Like I, I, I don't want an app. I, that's why I have a web browser. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand why this, why this is better or more helpful because what you get when you do that is a really trimmed down browser that doesn't have any of the normal browserish controls. I don't interact with the web in that manner. I, I, I have things in web pages as opposed to in apps because that's where they work for me. So uh, the things that I, that I'm happy about that I like are these like tiny little features like, okay, in the notes app, you can link, have, make a hyperlink from one note to another that I actually use that useful to me. It's bottom of the list in terms of like Apple is like, Oh, and by the way, you can do this. Like, it's not, it's not very interesting to them at all, but that's like actually something that I would use. Uh, reminders lists, it can be sorted into categories. Now I, I actually use that too. That's, that's okay. That's nice. Uh, but just like so much is just like, this is for, this is for somebody else. This isn't for people that actually spend all their days doing work on a Mac. So I don't quite, I don't quite know what to say. Um, I get ran for another hour, but I know like we, we have, we have, we have other things to <laughs> Well, no, Joe, but you bring, you know, I think you bring up a really interesting point because we've had this discussion on, on the show from multiple different angles with a lot of different people that, that A, we are, you and me as, as, as 
as geeks are not necessarily the target audience any longer, but almost more importantly, or as important, if not more, is that we're all doing things so much differently. You know, it, when, when you only had a calendar and a spreadsheet and a word processor, that was pretty much it. But now we have all these specialized apps for specialized purposes. And there are times I, I sit down to somebody else's Mac and I almost don't know where to start because at least I, I mean, at least I have the Apple menu, but they yeah. are set up so much differently. They use software I'm not familiar with. Yep. But they get, they get their stuff done. And so, you know, it, to me, it, this, this just points to, the challenges that Apple has to make some of this stuff exciting and try to figure out where to put their resources because otherwise, I mean, may, and maybe you're right. Maybe that's just it. We just all need to look for incremental improvements in the things we use and not worry about some of the other things. Yeah. I mean, there are some things that like could turn out to be interesting at some point except that I already solved them a different way. For example, I do a lot of presentations over Zoom. And I'll have my, my keynote slides. And like in Zoom, it's no problem. You say, share this window, and I share that window. And Zoom automatically sticks a little thumbnail of my face down in a corner someplace. And then most of the screen is taken up with my, my slides. And that's, that's fine. I've done that 100 times. So now there are new presenter features in Sonoma where, oh, if I want my slides to kind of float back here behind me, I could do that. Or if I want my head to float in a little bubble down, you know, in the corner someplace, I can do that. But there were already apps that could do those sorts of things like, mm-hmm. And so like, I've, I've had that for a long time. If I, if I wanted to have that sort of thing going on, there was, there was another way for me to do it. But honestly, the kind of built in ways to do these things in apps like FaceTime and Zoom were fine. So, uh, I, I feel like there's a bunch of things in Sonoma that one day I'm going to go, Oh, okay. Now I have a use, like I've gotten to this one very specific situation where that one thing could be helpful for five minutes. And I'll go like, you know what? I'm glad I remembered that. I'm going to go in here and click the thing and I'm going to use that feature for five minutes and I'll be happy that I had it. And then I'm going to forget about it till the next time. So I, I think there are a lot of things like that, but um, very, I mean, really, really honestly, nothing that I'm excited about things that I think are kind of, yeah, all right, that's okay. That's marginally better things that I'm a little bit annoyed with, but, uh, there you have it. I, I can't leave that alone. So what, what kind of things annoy you other than stickers? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, there is now an icon in your menu bar that appears whenever any other app is recording your screen. And recording doesn't necessarily mean recording, like it doesn't necessarily mean saving it as a file. It just means watching what's going on in your screen. And lots of apps need to watch what's going on on your screen in order to do what they do. 
you know, keyboard maestro and default folder and a lot of utilities that many of us use all the time need to be aware of what is on the screen in order to do some of the stuff that they do. So, okay, if, if, uh, if an app has to do something for a minute and it has to look at my screen during that minute, then having an icon pop up on the uh, menu bar to tell me that it's doing this, like, it's, it's okay. I mean, I already, I already gave it permission to do this. I already know that in general, it has permission to do this. I don't really need to be informed that it's doing it right now because I know it's just going to do it from time to time. Okay. So there is an app that I use called Bartender. Bartender exists to solve a problem that Apple caused and won't solve themselves, which is basically there are a million little icons up in your menu bar that do all kinds of stuff. Some of them come from Apple, like out of system settings. You know, you want to have your Wi-Fi indicator. You want to have your clock. You want to have your uh, time machine and like all the, all the little things. So a lot of them come from Apple and you can turn them on and off. And a lot of them come from third parties. So I'm just looking at my menu bar right now. Like I have iStat menus, which tells me like my CPU and disk uh, memory usage. I have one password. I have um, uh, calendar icon. I have Hazel. I have, uh... <laughs> sorry, I can't even, I don't even know what some of these are. <laughs> anyway, a bunch of, bunch of things that I, and so I have, I use this app called Bartender to hide the things that I don't need very often so that because on smaller screens, uh, I can only fit so many and then that I need like space for my regular menus. So what bartender will do is say, okay, pick the, put, pick the icons you want to always have up there and then pick the ones that you normally want to have hidden. And then you want to show the ones that are hidden, no problem. You click an icon and they, they pop up. So that's great. That, that solves a real problem for me. But in order for Bartender to do that, it has to record your screen all the time, all the time. So 100% of the time in Sonoma, I have this icon up there saying, you know, something's recording your screen all the time. I can't make it go away. Not even with Bartender, whose purpose in life is <laughs> to let you hide things you don't want in your menu bar. Not even with that, can't make it go away. Apple demands that you be informed whenever something is. So I, now I have another big like purple thing taking up a lot of space on my menu bar all the time. Can't get rid of it because I am trying to solve the problem of too much crap in my menu bar. <sighs> Apple could have solved this in another way, but they created this problem and now they're compounding the problem rather than solving it. So that that would be just an example of an annoyance. I'm I'm so glad you you use that example because I've not because I'm not running betas I have not run into this and I probably would have spent a an embarrassing amount of time trying to kill that because I I agree with you um, I I can see why they're doing it I can see you know they're trying to be a good citizen they're trying to protect your privacy but. F the fact that they don't let you turn it off is, at least for now, is a bit distressing. Because you're right. That I mean, what's more valuable than your your screen real estate? So yeah, hmm. interesting, interesting. 
Is is security is, is all the permissions we have to grant? No, is that basically the same? Oh, I mean, there are more. Because there, there are there more. more. Of okay. course, there are more. Uh, Apple has a number of different, you know, additional categories where they're trying to give you finer grained control over what has permission to do what. Uh, this especially is true in Safari. Now, it, of course, like it's it's always good for there to be more security and privacy features. It's just that I I take exception to the way that they are sometimes presented and the amount of additional work it causes for me. Like, do, do I want to have to make this kind of decision for every website? I really don't. Um, so in, in the name of, well, we have to be able to say that we gave you control over this, but the, uh, Apple is make, is doing things that force you to do stuff you shouldn't have to do. So I'm just looking over this list here of like, um, yeah, yeah, okay. So there's, I'm reading, <laughs> I'm glancing at parts of my, oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. And, and like everything that I'm reading is kind of like, oh, that's a mixed blessing. Um, okay, here, I'm gonna lay another one on you. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So you got passwords and you might, you, you may have made the decision that I'm going to let Apple handle all of my passwords in Keychain. Same thing with my credit cards and all that other kind of stuff. Or you might have made the decision that you're going to use a third party app like 1Password to handle all that stuff. So in the olden days, if you store a username and password, like you're in Safari and it's a, you, you go fill in a form and it's like, hey, you want me to remember this for you? And you're like, yeah, okay, remember that. And then time goes by and you're like, you know, I need to look up what my password was for that thing. It used to be that the way you would do that is to open this app called Keychain Access. It's in the utilities folder inside your applications folder. And I have complained for years and years and years that Keychain Access, is the most hideous, awful, terribly designed app. It is actively user hostile. It is a thing that nobody should ever have to use for anything. Although unfortunately there are some things that you need to do that you can only do by going to Keychain Access. So a couple of years ago, Apple started putting a lot of this stuff inside Safari and then inside system preferences and system settings. So you can go into system pre system settings, sorry, or you can go into Safari and you can look up your usernames and passwords without going into keychain access. It, you can't find everything you might want to see there, but you can find a lot of that stuff. Well, now... Let's say I've, I've encountered one of those things that I can't find there. I really do have to go into Keychain Access to find this thing. You go in there, you double click the Keychain Access icon. What do you suppose is going to happen? If you guessed Keychain Access will open, you're wrong. <laughs> what, what you get is this dialogue that says, manage your passwords in system settings. Go to passwords and system settings to manage your passwords and passkeys, set up verification codes and view security recommendations to keep your account safe. And there's a big blue button that says open passwords, which means go to system settings and go to the passwords pane. 
Down below that, in gray, is a different button that says Open Keychain Access. And so you have to manually click that second button every single time if you really do want to go to Keychain Access. This is Apple saying, how can we admit that Keychain Access sucks without admitting that Keychain Access sucks? This is, this is what it is. Apple could have redesigned Keychain Access to actually be a decent app, but instead they're saying, most of the time you really just want to avoid this crappy app <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't want to redesign it. So, so in, in your judgment, how is the password management then in the system settings? Is it acceptable? I mean, I know you just finished saying you can't do everything there, but you can't do everything there. Uh, so let's say I, I need, I need to look up a password for some reason. It's not just, I'm not just filling it in on a web form, but I need to know what the password is. Okay, I could go into system settings, go to the uh, passwords pane, and then it's going to say, enter your password to see what's in here. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm, I'm already, I've already logged into my Mac. Like, you know who I am, because I had this, I had to give you my password or my fingerprint or whatever to get into my Mac. So you should already know who I am, but okay, I'll type my password. And you look up what you need to look at. And then you close that and then you're like, oh crap, uh, there, there's another thing I had to look up in there. Let me open system settings again. You go back there, literally five seconds later, it's going to say, enter your password to see this stuff. And it's going to demand that you type your password every single time. It won't remember it for you. You can't say, remember me for five minutes. You can't say, remember me for an hour. You can't say, remember me as long as I'm logged in with the very same password you're asking me for now. You can't say any of those things. You always, 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 always have to enter your password. And I just don't, I don't comprehend the threat model that Apple feels like this is addressing that is somehow worse than the aggravation you're putting your users through to keep entering their password all the time. So this is just, you know, it's just another reason that I am glad I use one password for almost everything. And I have to go into my, you know, Apple keychain data as seldom as possible. But uh, I need a moment of Zen. Well, while you're taking the moment of Zen, <clears throat> pardon me, I want to remind folks where you go to get Joe's book. That's TakeControlBooks.com. Um, that's where you'll get Joe's book. You'll get all of his other books. You'll find all the other great books from the other great authors we talked to here on Mac Voices. Um, Joe, I know. I mean, we've we've just barely scratched the surface, I'm sure, of what's in Sonoma um, because we always hit – we hit some of our favorite topics, and yeah. and then you hit some of the other pain points. But there's a lot more there. Um, so we talked up, up front about the fact that there's an automatic upgrade from 1.0 to 1.1 once it's written. Right. What kind of pricing do we have for this, and is it going to be bundled with any of the other Take Control books? Yeah. So uh, the the brand new price is 14.99 if you're just buying it from scratch. If you had uh, Take Control of Ventura, then you can buy the book for half price, seven fifty. 
Josh Centers is has has published. We publishes take control of iOS 17 and iPadOS 17. Same thing. That'll be updated to version 1.1 imminently. And his book is also 14.99. Also a 750 upgrade if you had the just previous uh, version. Now, if you buy the two books together, then you can get them for twenty dollars. So that's that's a pretty good deal. Uh, it won't, it's not, it's not a great deal if you already had the previous version of one or the other, but if you're buying from scratch, you can, you can save, uh, almost 10 bucks by buying the two together. But even if you buy them separately and don't take advantage of the deal, I mean, there are a lot of, there are hours and hours and hours that go into these books to make your life a lot easier. So, I mean, look at Joe, you know, doesn't he deserve to be paid for the sleep and the stress and everything? Buy my books. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, even like, even as we're talking, I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at you here and I'm looking at this, this document over here. And I'm like, oh, there's that other thing that really, there's like just, but, yeah. but here's the thing. Like, I, I, I want to be clear. Like I'm complaining. I know I'm complaining more than usual, I'm complaining about stuff that annoys me, but what I do in my books is I discover the annoying things and explain them so that you don't have to feel like you're doing something wrong. When you experience annoyance or confusion, or you're you're almost inevitably going to think like, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. This is a weird or stupid design. It's not you. So I've said this before, I will say it again. One of the reasons that I that I complain about all this stuff is that I have had to go through figuring this out to explain it to you so that you don't have to waste your time thinking you did something wrong. You can just look at this and say, oh, this is like that. That's too bad. But at least now I know. At least now I know. So... That's what we do. And and that's kind of the point. I mean, that's that's a really good way of saying it because with the, the purple button that we talked about a minute ago, yeah. that that would have driven me crazy and I've been looking all over the place and wasting who knows how much time. Now I know what it is or I would have been able to find it in the button, excuse me, find it in the book and, you know, say, okay, I can't do anything about it. I just got to live with it, move on. So, yeah. Joe, I know we're going to be talking about a lot of different things uh, as we go along yeah, here, but no it's oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, do I need to? You want to come and rent the spare bedroom so that mm. we can just record these constantly? We could, we could do like you know, a lot of times with game shows, they do like a week's worth of episode recording all at once. They're like, you know, okay, we recorded, you know, we did our half hour of recording one episode. Now we're going to take a 15 minute break. The host is going to go back and change into a, a different outfit. And then we're going to do the next one and then just do a whole, whole week's worth in one day. So we could, we could do that. We could have like, we might have to at some point. Well, that, Hey, that just means there's a lot of great content coming. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'll, yeah. I'll get my uh, wardrobe changes ready. So, yeah. Joe, thanks so much. Always sure. a pleasure. We will do it again yeah. soon. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have, we'll have things to talk about that will be happier, like more, more exciting that I can say, oh, you should really do this because this is great. And this is going to make your life better as opposed to, eh, you know, stickers. (laughs) 
Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. I can't top that. This is Mac Voices. We will be back again soon, as always. Thank you for watching. <laughs> Stickers. <laughs> Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.